Hi, I'm Shay, and welcome to Kombucha and Color. Kombucha and Color is a weekly podcast hosted by me, Shay Dyer, a yoga teacher and creative graphic designer, and Anna Marsh, a functional medicine practitioner and women's health coach with a love of all things health and fitness. This podcast is here to inspire women to embrace health and live life bright. You can find more about me, Shay, at shaydyer.com. You can find out more about me, Anna, at annamarshnutrition.co.uk. And each week we will be bringing you inspiring content for a healthier and happier mind, body, heart, and soul. Now onto the show. Hi, it's Anna. Ever since I was a child, I wanted to study the power that food can have on our health. When I started practicing as a nutritional therapist a decade ago, I realized that what is just as important is the relationship that we have with food. This is very often a mirror for the relationship we have with ourselves. Through my own personal journey and health challenges, I was forced to dig deeper and understand things that go beyond just our physical bodies. I learned the importance of working with the whole person to create a balanced body, mind, heart, and soul. I'm now passionate about using my diverse toolbox to help women slow down, take better care of themselves, and ultimately cultivate a life which is a reflection of self-love. If you feel like this is speaking to you, I created a 43-page guide nine steps to love, nourish, and connect with your body to create an energized life with a happy heart and soul. You can download it for free and join my Grounded Goddess community for even more inspiration by visiting groundedgoddess.co.uk forward slash nine, the number, hyphen steps. That's groundedgoddess.co.uk forward slash nine, the number, hyphen steps, S-T-E-P-S. I'm looking forward to seeing you in the community. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Kombucha and Color. I'm Shay, and today I'm flying without Anna on the podcast today, but I have a breaking from tradition guest on the show today. It is our first male guest that we are having on a kombucha and color. So we've interviewed a whole host of amazing women who've started businesses and in the health field and wellness field. And today we have our very first male guest, Ian Blanch. Um, so Ian, welcome to the show. How do you feel about being the first male guest on our show? We've got some big well, shoes to fill. <laughs> well, you know. A lot of pressure, a lot of pressure, I think. Um, but kudos to breaking the molds. It's good to always, you know, try something new and break the mold. So good job. Um, yeah, no, uh, happy to be here. Thanks for, you know, taking some time with me, but uh, honored to be the first male guest. Thank you for coming on the show. So just to backtrack a little bit, Ian and I actually knew each other from university. We studied together and we did a few subjects together and we recently reconnected back in London. Um, Ian's got a very interesting story. And actually, when I met up for coffee with you, you were telling me, oh, you know, you've, you've got this thing, this big dream that you want to do, which, which we'll get into on the show. But you said, you know, I really need like all these people who've really been successful in the wellness space have had these stories or things that they've overcome. And as you were telling me your story, I thought, wow, you really do have a really interesting story. So Let's go back and just tell us where you were over the last six years and what you've been doing, because it is a really interesting story about your journey and evolution to where you are right now. 
Yeah, I think I think that's that's really the key is like life kind of you you get involved in something, you start doing something not knowing where it's going to end up and you don't know if there's going to be a happy ending, but at the start you certainly think, yeah, this feels right or this is going to excite me. So about six years ago, uh, I uh, jumped on board a cruise ship for the very first time uh, growing up in South Africa. I'd never seen a cruise ship, never been on a cruise ship. I uh, got a job as an art auctioneer selling paintings and uh, limited edition artworks uh, via uh, auctions. And so I was uh, not the auctioneer at first, just had to sell art at first and then made my way up to auctioneer. And I did that for about six years. And I've, I've had the privilege, you know, absolute privilege of visiting every continent on the world, which has just been amazing. The number one question people ask me is, what's your favorite place? Where would you, you know, where do you want to go? Like, where would you just keep going? And it's, it's impossible to answer. But What's really cool about the cruise ships is, you know, one thing I'm a firm believer on and everybody is, is that you need to love what you do. Um, because if you don't wake up and you're at least a little bit energized for the job uh, that you do, you're going to make your days quite tough. You're going to make your days quite long. And, you know, you've only got so much time in this world. So to kind of slug at a job that you absolutely hate, um, and maybe we'll get onto that in a little bit in the podcast, but you know, it's just, it's pointless, you know, and I was traveling the world and everyone said, oh, it's amazing. You're going to all these places. And it certainly was, but at a certain point, it kind of tipped over where I really wasn't excited about the work that I was doing. And while I was waking up in Sydney or, uh, you know, I went to Tahiti, Alaska, I went to all these amazing places in the Caribbean. I just, I found a point where I just wasn't as excited about that life anymore. And I really started to take very big backward steps mentally. Um, I started to really be challenged, uh, found myself being quite negative about life, kind of being overcritical about things that I shouldn't have been critical about. But unfortunately, I was caught in what I like to call the black bubble, where you can't really see outside of that bubble. It's just you're stuck in it. So yeah, I just made the shift. Um, I, I left that job and I made the shift and I, I was motivated to start up my own life coaching business. And I really am much more passionate about what I do now because like I said to you when we had coffee, I get to see the rewards of the work that I do. It's just a simple somebody saying, thank you, you really made me think differently. Or, you know, I watched that video that you posted and it really changed my day. Like to me, that is worth more than seeing the world and exploring and having this very envious life because the job I was doing or the life I was living wasn't really fulfilling. So that kind of brings me to where I am now, I guess. Yeah. So Ian, I, when we chatted, you kind of were explaining to me that there were so, so many of your friends who had been on cruise ships who also experienced this feeling of this black bubble, this dark bubble that you had. And lots of them actually ended up committing suicide. So it is a very, very low place that I think that you can get to. Do you think that that is specifically true for people on cruise ships? There's a, there's a sense of isolation or cabin fever or whatever it is. I don't know. Yeah, certainly there's definitely isolation. Um, look, the industry is fantastic and you do have a lot of fun and you do get to travel and, and you go to the beach with your friends and you, you know, there, there's a lot of upside to it. Unfortunately, if somebody is in a black bubble, it's very tough when you're in that environment because I think it makes the bubble even smaller. You're very far from your family, from uh, your friends. I mean, I made a lot of great friends, some that I stay in touch with almost on a daily basis today. But very few of them are true friends, if that makes sense. Like people that you can trust and say, listen, I'm struggling. Like if you're in a position where you're struggling, you're not going to walk up to a stranger or someone you've known for three weeks and say, listen, I'm having some struggles because they don't 
know you, you know. Um, so certainly when I started to see this, you know, the suicides happening and, and people taking action into their own hands to the you know, worst degree, it, it indicates to me that that environment uh, needs to be analyzed um, a little bit closer. Certainly there's people on the ship that you can speak to and HR reps and stuff. But I, I again, I feel that that's a bit too alien, if that makes sense. I was never comfortable walking into an office to somebody who's a, a qualified HR representative. They know about this, but I was never comfortable walking in and saying, hey, listen, I'm having a really bad time right now. It's quite an intense uh, environment. Obviously, you're working quite a lot and you're around the same people. So if you don't like that environment, unfortunately, it, it makes things worse. So I, I can't necessarily say it's, it, it is that industry. Look, there's a lot of people sitting in their offices looking out of their window thinking the exact same thing. But I certainly think because the cruise ship is in the middle of a big blue ocean with no buildings and some days you don't even see a bird for like four days, you know, I, I certainly think that it's hyper extended. I think it's going to, the problem's going to be made worse because your options for getting help are less, I suppose. Here on land, for example, you can quickly pick up the phone and phone the suicide hotline if you're feeling that way or there's, you know, therapists on dial. There's some companies that offer that, whereas on the ship, your, your phones doesn't even work. So you're out of out of connection until you get to land. And then when you get to land, you might be in Costa Rica, for example, the, the native language is, is not English. So it's, it's very tough. Um, so yeah, I don't want to necessarily say the industry itself is bad and it creates the problem. I think if you have a problem and you go into that industry, it's going to become worse. It's not going to help. I think some people think, oh, I'm going to go travel. It's amazing. I'm going to feel so much better about life. And that lasts maybe a year or two and then all the problems come back, you know. Yeah. What do you think was the point that allowed you to say, okay, this is now actually something that I need help with. And how did you get out of that bubble for yourself? Like what action steps did you take or how did you start to lift yourself out of that? Yeah, it's, it's one of those catchphrases that's made, made it big since the fifties, I guess. But like, you know, the first step of getting over a problem is recognizing that you have a problem, you know, and, um, I had some amazing support luckily from, you know, my sister, even though it was via messaging and, and on like sort of WhatsApp calls and, and that kind of thing, you know, I just told her how unhappy I was and how like the daily grind was just getting to me. It was boring, you know, um, I unfortunately went through a really bad breakup as well. So I really started to be unhappy with myself and my life and that kind of stuff. And she just kept saying to me, you need to get out of that industry. It's just, it's, it's that environment is not healthy for you. Like she, she said, if you come over to the UK or if you go, you know, to Australia or wherever you go, at least you're on land and you're always a phone call away kind of thing. So luckily I did have some support around me. And unfortunately the people who, who went to the extreme measures, I don't think they felt that they had that option or they, they didn't feel that uh, if they told someone that issue that it would be re received positively, I guess. So I was lucky in that I had a support system. And and from then, you know, I'm a pretty stubborn personality. Uh, I'm, I'm just generally, I don't come across that way, but I can be very stubborn with myself. So the good thing about a stubborn personality, if you look at silver linings, is if you're going to be very stubborn about change, you're actually more likely to get that done. So I kind of used my stubborn nature in a positive way. I said, well, look, I need to fix things. And my stubborn nature kicked in. I'm a Capricorn, which makes me a stubborn old goat, you know. So. <laughs> Um, so I just said, you know what, like I do need to take action and, you know, it's again, and, and, um, I, I've been, it's not really ready to, to go out live yet, but I have been, like I explained, writing this book. And one of the things I said in the book is that like, once you decide to change, 
just make it happen. Like don't, the, the time between deciding to, to make a change and actually making the change is a complete waste of time, if, if that makes sense. You know, it's like some people say like, oh, I want to quit my job. And then they quit eight months later. But for eight months, they've been dragging themselves through this sort of guilt trip of going, well, didn't I say I was going to change? Didn't I say I was going to quit? Why haven't I quit? Like, and, and we kind of delay. And then that becomes a problem because you've now made a second problem because you're now kicking yourself for not making the, the first thing happen. And, and so it, it can, you can see how it can become quite a snowball. So I decided to make a change. And like I say, one of the cliches of life is, you know, one of the happiest moments for me in this process was sending in that resignation email, you know, because for me, that was the first step. You can't take that back, right? You can't really be like, oh, uh, by the way, you know, I accidentally clicked send or whatever, you know. So, so but it was liberating because as soon as I clicked that email, I literally it was one of the better days that I'd had in a long time because I thought to myself, wow, like I've actually taken action. Like words are great, but action is proof, right? So I, I decided, I took the first step, um, not knowing what was coming next, not knowing where I was going to do, what I was, what job, what lifestyle, but I just knew I had to make the change. So again, to you know, to anybody that is possibly listening that has got that kind of like, I've been thinking about making a change, just do it, make the change. Like you don't have to know what's next. You don't have to know the ending, just get rid of the unhappy. Right. So, so yeah, I mean, I, I managed to get off the ships and, you know, I loved my time there, but I can definitely say I'm, I'm a happier person now. I'm definitely a healthier in a healthier mental place now, you know, which is great. Like it was never desperate. It was never bad. Like to the point where I was, you know, lost beyond return, shall we say, but it was bad enough that I was agitated with myself every single day. I was just like, I need to change. I need to change. I need to change. So really glad that I did. And, and like I say, I'm just in a mentally happier place now and, and definitely don't, don't regret the decision. So, you yeah. And apart from obviously leaving the ships, what else has contributed to this new state of mental well-being, emotional well-being? Um, I know you've done some courses and things. So do you want to explain what that looks like for you now and how you've gotten to this this new place? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, it's it's um, the number. I remember reading some investment articles not long ago. I'm talking about maybe two years ago because I had some money that I'd saved up. I thought, oh, let me invest this money. What should I do? And and most of the articles I came up with, like a lot of them said the number one thing you can invest in is yourself. And that can be body, that can be mind, uh, that can be health, that can be, you know, whatever way that you seem, you know, see it fit for you. But, you know, so a lot of them said start studying something. You know, it's like study whatever you want to study or take up a new course or whatever. So I studied a life coaching certification, which was an online course. And it was uh, like 16 or 17 hours worth of videos. It was, a, it was definitely a long slog to get through, um, but some brilliant stuff in there, um, which I've used or, and I'm going to, you know, take forward into my, you know, life coaching practice. But so studying was a big thing for me because I was opening up my mind to new ideas uh, and whenever you have something new, whether it's a new hobby, a new book, a new sweater that you're wearing that someone says, oh, that's a nice sweater. Anytime you have something new, it um, excites different parts of your brain. It actually uh, uh, lightens a different side of your brain chemically. 
And that's why people love shopping, right? Because you go out and you get new things and shopping is such an exciting thing. Cause you're like, Oh my gosh, I've bought something new. And as soon as someone says, Oh my gosh, that top looks amazing. Or I like those jeans or those shoes. You think to yourself, wow, I made a good choice here. Right? So it's a self-fulfilling happiness prophecy. Now I'm not saying go off and just shop for the rest of the week. <laughs> Don't worry. I think you've given permission to a lot of people. <laughs> you know, yeah. So just care, careful on those credit cards, but, um, it's installing anything new, right? So I spoke to, I'm not sure if you remember uh, one of the guys at university, his, uh, his name was Wolfie. He was a good friend of mine and he's living in Australia and he's a teacher and he's really unhappy at the moment um, because he just feels like the same as what I did. Like every day is Groundhog Day. He wakes up and he teaches. He loves the students and he loves the reward of seeing them succeed, but he really wants to paint and he wants to, you know, have that joy of painting. He, he was an art student at Rhodes, so he wants to paint. And I said to him, just try find a little bit of time to paint. And it's so cool because, you know, a week ago, two, week, two, two weeks ago, he put up some stuff on Facebook of two paintings that he did recently. And, and they're really nice paintings. And, but the better thing behind that is he um, was commenting about how happy he was. He was like, oh, my gosh, he's like so good to be painting again or feels good. And you see a lot of this on Facebook, right? So you can either revisit something that you love or you can take up something new. Uh, when I was in, living in Texas for a little while, um, I took up yoga and we were talking about that and I'd never done yoga. And, and for me, it was something completely new and I was so excited. It doesn't matter that it was yoga or painting or running. Or just the fact that I had something new to talk about and new for my brain to kind of process made me endlessly happy. So, you know, apart from leaving the ships, definitely investing in, in my own uh, education or learning something helped. And then through this life coaching uh, business, helping other people has really given me a much bigger sense of joy, which obviously is a much more positive mental state. So, you know, I, I believe this is a mantra I live by or, or not a mantra, but this is something I live by is that, how did I word this before? It was brilliantly worded once when I said it. And then I don't think I've ever repeated it. But like, <laughs> I remember like in my mind, it made so much sense, but it's something along the lines of repetition is the death of all creativity. Put it that way. So it's something along those lines, right? And basically if you do the same thing over and over and over and over again, I don't care what it is. It can be in a relationship. If you sit on the couch and watch the same TV show, every night or if you go to work or that's the obvious example or if you wear the same clothes like that that repetition is going to absolutely kill the positive creative side of your brain and it's so important that we try new things and again you might hate it but that's okay you know it's really not about that i did a hip-hop dance class when i was in uh i went and did a hip-hop dance class with one of my friends jada in austin texas because I just wanted to try new things. And um, she said, well, I'm teaching a hip hop class. And now for those of you that don't know me and can't see me, I'm, I'm, I'm a, one of the whitest human beings you can <laughs> uh, Like I'm very stereotypically uncoordinated when it comes to dancing. Uh, she said, just come along and try. And you know what? Like I was terrible, terrible. Like I was like, she's so positive. She's one of the po most positive people I know. And she was like, no, you did, you did great and stuff. But there was booty shaking. There was twerking. There was all sorts <laughs> of things going on. And there was me with my, you know, scrawny little white bum bopping around. It was absolutely awful. But the experience and just going to try it was worth, you know, its weight in gold. And, and Jade is one of my, you know, really good, I'd say one of my best friends now. And that was a huge bonding experience for us because I went out to support her. 
she showed me how amazing she is at dancing because she's an absolutely phenomenal dancer. <laughs> but there I was just absolutely suffering through an hour of physical pain. <laughs> mentally, I was just so, so happy. So like I say, I mean, if one of your friends invites you to something, you think Ugh, like cooking or Ugh, yoga or whatever, it doesn't matter. Just go and try it because you've got two options. You either love, love it or you leave and you go, yeah, I told you so. It's not for me. But either way, you know, it's better than sitting around doing nothing. So, so yeah, I would, I would just say challenge yourself as much as you can. I reckon it's, it's going to keep your brain healthy, I suppose. Yeah. And I think there's also that element of you've got to break through that ceiling or break through that little bit of fear. Like I think lots of guys who go to yoga classes when they see like it's predominantly women, they're like, oh no, this is like an awkward thing. And now I've got to kind of sit through this class and I don't know. There's a, there's a lot of fear that can come up with when we're trying new things. So it's, I think, important to, to move through that as well. Um, I just yeah, want to circle sure. back on something that you said when you were talking about your friend who's done all the painting and you were talking about this idea of giving back or connecting to yoga, all of those things for me are what signifies us connecting to something that's bigger than ourselves. So, and maybe when you had, when you were on the cruise ship, you had that feeling of isolation because you were very disconnected from anything else that was bigger than yourself or outside of yourself. And, and we speak a lot on the show about building your own sense of self-worth, which is that connection to the things that you are that are irrespective of your persona, your money in your bank, your external successes, but just to that sense of self. Um, and you actually use the term um, validity. You feel like you matter. Something is worthy of, of, of you. So do you want to explain a little bit more or, or speak a little bit more on that? Yeah, I think um, that is something that I struck on uh, personally myself uh, in my sort of low times is is that it's it's it was a sense of worth or sense of being valued. Put it this way: the people, and and it's quite you know it's quite direct. So you know, apologies for being so direct, but the people that commit suicide feel that they offer no worth or value to the people around them and to the world. It's just, it's it's as frank as that, and that they've got, and it's sad, but it's gotten to the point where they have gotten to a point where absolutely nothing matters, right? They think to themselves, I can disappear and no one even is going to care, right? And uh, my sister sent me a, a picture once, which was quite interesting. And she said like, you know, that, that committing suicide, uh, for example, is uh, it's, it may relieve your pain, but it transfers the pain onto five, six, seven, ten other people around you, you know? So self-worth is probably the most important human quality, I guess you can call it, um, uh, that, that can, that exists, I believe, because if you don't value yourself, then nothing else is going to go right. That's just how it works, right? Because you, this is going to sound silly, but you are in every situation that you are in. Yes. <laughs> right. So if you are not happy with you, how do you expect to be happy in a relationship? How do you expect to be happy in a job? How do you expect to be happy in a friends group or in a family? Right. Now, it's easier said than done because there's issues, there's family, you know, trauma, there's relationship trauma, there's, you know, all sorts of things that might be, you know, like bullying is huge, you know, alienation is huge. Bullying is, is terrible when it comes to self-worth because at a young age, a kid is told that they're not good enough by a kid who knows no better or a kid that has no right to claim because that kid hasn't achieved anything. That kid's not a, a Nobel Prize winner or something, you know what I mean? So 
for anyone that is a parent and stuff, you know, controlling bullying or, or at least managing that side of things is very important for your children because you, you need to tell your kids, listen, if that ever happens to you, I just want you to tell me it's okay. Because if they keep that inside, it's going to fester into a lot, a lot of other problems like low self-esteem, low self-worth, identity issues. Like I'm, I don't look good enough or I have this, I have freckles or, and they're going to think that having freckles is not a good thing when it's completely normal, you know? So self-worth is something that everybody needs to focus on. And that's really for me, what something like yoga and meditation is more about. It's more about that than it is about the physical. It's more about take that hour or whatever, that hour and a half to really focus on yourself. Like what is my stuff? Like, forget what so-and-so said or forget the meeting that didn't go out. What is, what is it about me right now? Like, what parts of me do I need to fix? And that's why life coaching is, is also super important um, as an industry. It seems some people have stigmas about it. They think, Ugh, why do I need someone else telling me, you know, how to go to a meeting and stuff? But it's not really like that, you know. I'm a firm believer that, you know, we, we're all capable and we're all able to achieve absolutely amazing things, like amazing things. I mean, look at people. People are amazing. Right? <laughs> like humans are the worst, but humans are also the best. I mean, like we have achieved some crazy, amazing, inspirational things. But the problem, the reason we stop achieving amazing things is because we dilute our focus onto too many other things, right? We start juggling, like I explained to you the other day, we start juggling too many balls. And when one drops, we start to freak out and then drop others, right? But at, at the start, we were juggling too many balls to, to begin with, you know, but we're, it, we're capable of achieving amazing things. And what a life coach is, I mean, I, I look at it this way, right? Think about, you're a yoga instructor, right? Or you can call yourself a coach, I guess, as well. But uh, people need your guidance to achieve better results. Can they just walk into a studio and roll out a mat and, make, and do certain positions and downward dog and, and pigeon pose and this kind of stuff, right? That's the only two poses I remember. <laughs> Hope that's impressive enough. That's you. very impressive. <laughs> but th with you there, they're going to achieve, they might learn four new positions that they wouldn't have known before. And I think about it like if anyone's a sports fan, I'm a big sports fan. So someone like Tom Brady, who's the greatest quarterback of all time and he's the big hype in the NFL, right? Like he still has a quarterback coach. Like he goes to work and there's a coach saying, listen, Tom, we need to work on this. Your timing is a little bit off there. And this guy's won the Super Bowl six times. He's one of the best, if not the best quarterback ever. And he still has a coach. You know, Angelina Jolie or Brad Pitt or any of these famous stars, they have agents, they have acting coaches. They go to an acting class now and then just to refresh, you know what I mean? And a life coach is exactly the same, right? They're there to say, listen, like what parts of your life are letting you down or stopping you from achieving the maximum potential of where you should be? Let's work on them. And the coach from the outside sits there and says, hey, you know, why don't we try this strategy? Or, hey, I can notice this. And it's just about tweaking your life, you know. And when you do that, it gives you a greater sense of accomplishment and with that, a greater sense of validity. And if you feel important to you, you're going to be happy. I can guarantee you now, it's not about money. It's not about, you know, have to, you have to have a perfect family. It's not about 
you know, having the perfect job. But when you feel valued, you can work at a company that people go like, how did that person work at that company for 40 years? I mean, that blows my mind. If someone can have a job for 40 years in a company, it's like, what? But clearly they are valued at that company. When they walk in, somebody greets them and they, that makes them smile. And then they go sit at their desk with a view that they like. And then someone comes and says, Hey, listen, man, that report you submitted was great. And they feel good, you know, and the same as going to one of your classes. If someone achieves a new pose for the first time or goes through this kind of like, Oh my gosh, hey, I just achieved this. They have a greater sense of self value. And what's really interesting, and I don't want to get into that today, maybe if the listeners don't you know, hate me too much, we'll do another one. But that leads into a whole other side of relationship values. Because when you value yourself more, you offer more to the person that you are you know, dedicated to or want to get, or law of attraction as well. If you don't value yourself very much, you're not going to attract anyone to want to be with you. But again, that's a whole relationships and love is a whole other kettle of fish. But the bottom line is if you want to be happier in life, you need to value yourself. And by investing in yourself on health, education, going to yoga classes, these kind of things, you, you'll increase that. And therefore, you will. I can guarantee your, your days will be happier. Many of my clients are looking for ways they can optimize their health through the power of food. I often supercharge their lifestyle with green tea to support them with everything from weight loss to hormonal balance to skin conditions to immune function. As a green tea lover myself, I love that Emerald Matcha is ceremonial grade and approved by the UK Organic Food Federation. Anna has always talked about the health benefits of green tea but I never really found one that I truly liked. After I tried a sample of Emerald Matcha's high-quality green tea, hand-picked from the very best farms in Japan, I thought, this is definitely a green tea I can get excited about. As a small business owner, it feels really great to support other small, family-owned businesses, and especially one with such a high emphasis on customer service. I'm so excited to bring green tea into my daily routines, as an antioxidant face mask for my skin, putting it into my smoothies, and making matcha vegan ice cream. Kombucha and Color are delighted to be partnering with Emerald Matcha Green Tea. Place your order and grab all the health benefits by searching for Emerald Matcha, that's Emerald Matcha, on amazon.co.uk. You can use the discount code kombucha15 for 15% off. And I love that analogy also of the, you use the, the, the life coach is like a personal trainer, whereas like the person who's being coached still is the person who has to do the work. Like nobody is going to lift, oh, yeah. nobody's going to do it except you, but you've got that other person there who's that, the, that point of accountability who's saying, you know what, you got this, you can do this. So yeah, it's a really, it's a really cool analogy if you think about it like that. Are there any practices that you do on a day-to-day basis? Like I know you've mentioned yoga, meditation that help to increase your sense of um, validity, your sense of self-worth or what do you do um, to keep yourself in that good feeling place? What's, what's really interesting is after, you know, jumping in and starting this life coaching thing up, I've obviously connected on social media with a lot of other positive influences and that's helped a lot because when I go onto my Instagram, my business one, for example, to, to have a look at, you know, the, the, the post and what I've put up and, you know, comments that people have made, et cetera. I've also connected with other people of that positive mindset. And, and it, it's amazing how lateral people 
can think and how amazing how sort of tunneled people do think, if that makes sense, right? So I love following these people because the quotes that they put up, it doesn't necessarily inspire me as, I, I, I wouldn't say it like makes me want to change who I am because I like who I am kind of thing. But what really sort of sets my mind going is how lateral these people think. Like you read these quotes and you just, you feel uplifted by the fact that somebody else has thought that positively, if that makes sense. So one thing I would say is definitely surround yourself by positive people. Um, and that's an easy one to say, but, and I know it's not that simple, but it kind of is like if somebody around you is just absolutely negative and they bring you no joy, forget that person. Like, I know that sounds harsh and I make it sound easy, but it actually is that easy. Now it's, it's not that easy if it's a family member. Um, it's not that easy if it's the person you're dating, but if it's the person you're dating, what are you, what are you doing? Like, why are you still with that person? Because they're, they're bringing your energy down. You know, I should imagine that you get tons of posts on the funny stuff that you and Warren put up all the time. And, and, and that makes you guys happy as well because you're just being you and you're being happy, but then it's making other people happy, right? So happiness spreads and so does negativity. The unfortunate thing is negativity spreads quicker and further than positivity. And we really need to turn that around. We really need to try and flip that on its head. But, you know, they say if you have a bad experience, you tell something like six people. But if you have a good experience, you tell two or something like that. There's some That's interesting. brain statistic about that. But if you go to a hotel and have a bad night or bad experience, you go off and say, oh my gosh, you'll never guess what happened to me, the bleep hotel or whatever, you know, I don't have an actual story, but you know what I mean, right? <laughs> so you, you tell someone, but then that person says, oh my gosh, did you hear about my friend Ian? He stayed at the bleep hotel and oh, they wouldn't even give him breakfast and whatever, right? But if I go and have an amazing stay, you come home and they say, how was your trip? You go, oh, it was amazing. The hotel was great. And you tell that person and then it's done. Mm. You know what I mean? It's kind of like you feel like you've got that kick. So we really need to try to switch those two things around and, and spread the positivity more and the negativity less. And the only, really, the only way to do that is to create more positivity in every single person. Because I think the reason that's the case is we have more negativity than positivity. So to circle back around to the question, like I, I surround myself by positive messages every day. So that helps me. And then certainly, and I just made a video uh, recently about that, which I'll be putting up on my YouTube channel um, at some point quite soon, but it's about, it's called wakey wakey. It's just a one minute video, but it's about starting your day, right? Like the first hour of your day is the most important. And so I try and avoid my phone for the first hour of the day, um, which I know a lot of people are listening to like, like whatever, like you can't do that. Like actually you can, right? If you know how to get to work and what time you need to be at work, you don't need your phone until you get to work, right? But the clever thing for these phone companies is they put the alarm clock on our phone. So it's the first thing we grab for in the morning. My one bit of advice, it sounds crazy. Even if one person does this, get yourself an alarm clock and put your phone in a different room. Leave your phone in the kitchen and get an alarm clock. Wake up, switch off your alarm clock and start your day and say, just try it. Just try it for a week and I can guarantee you, you're going to be more energetic when you get to work and when you hit, go to the train and when you're on your way to work. I can 100% guarantee that because when you wake up in the morning and you look at your phone, you immediately run the risk. It's not always, but you run the risk of putting a rain cloud over the rest of your day. 
That's awesome. Do you have any other morning rituals that you do? Uh, you know, apart from tea and brushing my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, well, um, at the moment I'm, I'm with my sister. I'm at my sister's place in Tunbridge. So there's uh, my nephew and my niece here. So my morning ritual is usually, you know, wake up to kids screaming about breakfast. Um, <laughs> uh, that's just real life. Yeah, that's just life, right? And I'm sure there's many listeners that uh, have that as their normal morning ritual. Yes. You know? But but even more important, right? Um, and I, I'm not trying to play that violin, but if you have kids, right, wake up. And focus on that. Give them a little bit of love. Make their breakfast fun. Like we've got one of those, um, what are they called? Like those speakers that you can just tell whatever music to play. So Alexa, that's her name. Um, so, you know, just put a bit, put a happy tune on, get the breakfast going and, and start the day right. And now that, that sounds simple. I mean, no family does that every single day. Like that's, we're not in a Disney film, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. But try it once a week. Mm. make i don't know it's you've got to live life random man i'm I'm all for random like make wednesdays your you know wednesday is disney music morning with the kids you know they'll love it you'll enlighten some creativity in their minds but also it's going to be a morning where you're not going to absolutely loathe waking up and having breakfast so the like i say the first hour of your day is the platform for the next 16 hours of your life so why would you run the risk of messing it up in hour one? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Totally like if, you don't, if your job doesn't revolve you being around your phone or you're not waiting to hear about a meeting that morning, just take it, put it in your pocket. It's going to feel awful. I can guarantee you're going to be like, you're going to have your phone in your pocket the whole way to work and you're going to be thinking, do I have messages? Do I have messages? Yeah. What's, like, it's, going to be, it's going to be awful. But push through it because just, challenging yourself to do that you're going to be surprised how strong you can be yeah. you know? they say that social media is like gambling because and it's so addictive because of that unknown element like it's almost like you put the, the money into the slot machine and you don't know what you're going to get it might be something really positive however it could be something negative so it's that unknown addiction that keeps us coming back and back and back so yeah i'm also i'm gonna i'm gonna do that for the rest of the week see if i can get my phone out the out the room and it's tough when you run your own like business or when you like when you're in contact but 100 between seven and eight the difference between getting a reading a message at seven thirty or reading a message at eight thirty or whatever eight forty five is it's it's yeah. one hour. Like nothing is so urgent in that hour. Like I can guarantee you, like you're not waiting on the biggest decision of your life in that hour, right? And if you are, of course, keep your phone around. But yes. most of us, that's that's not that. And just to to comment on what you were saying, social media, one hundred percent. The way I describe it is, it's a minefield. It's a complete minefield. You can walk through for a day and be completely fine. And then one day you step on a mine because how many posts do you see where people are reaching for attention, right? And it's, it's, it's psychologically, it is very, very, very tough to see because you want to comment and be like, oh, it's going to be okay. But at the same time, they shouldn't be using that platform. You know, like I've got a friend of mine in Chicago. He's such a nice guy, but he's gone through some seriously tough times in the last year. And I've been kind of uh, helping him and coaching him through it and stuff. But, you know, he'll put up stuff on Facebook being like, why is life so terrible, for example, you know, and then people put up comments being like, don't worry, man, it's going to be okay. And, and it's called supportive. But here's the downside. What if you put up a comment like that and no one replies? Mm -hmm. How much worse has your problem just become? Mm 
mm. you know, or if you're feeling unloved or like, let's say you were in a relationship and you got dumped and you heartbroken and you put up a, a post saying like, Oh, like why does the right person never seem to love me back? And then you get no comments on that mm. or like you get two likes and one comment being like hugs or whatever. Right. Like to me, that's going to make the problem 10 times worse because what you were doing was reaching out for attention and you didn't get it. Now you feel unloved, not just by the person who dumped you, but by everybody. Mm. So please if do me a favor, guys, use social media for positivity. Like mm. don't ever, ever, if you're feeling negative, don't advertise negativity. There is zero benefit. I can promise you, like somebody can be like, oh, that's okay. You're going to be fine. It's not going to, you're not going to care. You're going to go, yeah, whatever. You don't understand my problem. So, you know what I mean? It's a, it's a catch 22. The help you're looking for, you're not going to believe in and you run the chance of not getting the help that you're looking for and feeling worse. So for me, social media is about spreading positivity and just connecting with people, you know, like, oh, I'm in a new city. Who's in the city? Or Hey guys, I'm moving to London. Who's who's around so that you can build up your network, you know what I mean? But that's what it's called, right? A social network. It's not a it's not a blog or a you know, a, a board for posting, you know, your problems and that. Like it's really there for connecting with people. So yeah, you're you're right. Social media is a big gamble. Do you think that people who are posting those kinds of negative things are actually just looking for someone who can really deeply help them, a life coach, or maybe they are looking for like a suicide hotline, but they just don't have the access. And maybe it's also like a guy thing, like asking for help is a really hard thing to do for a lot of people, I think. Yeah, I 100% agree. I think all those comments, all those things are people reaching out. They're doing it in a slightly less obvious way. But when someone says, oh, like, you know, this is the worst job or this week sucks or whatever, like they're reaching, they're asking for help. And that friend of mine in Chicago, the only reason I got into helping was him, helping him was because I, I saw a post of him saying something like, you know, like, why does life have to suck so much or something like that? And I just sent him a one-on-one -on -one message. I mean, like, dude, I'm reading your posts and it, I'm not getting a good vibe. Like, do you want to talk? And that's the most important thing. Never ever, and this is something I learned in my life coaching thing, it never ever just give someone advice. Never just throw it out there and say, oh, you know what you should do? Mm. Like that is not your place to say, right? But because it's going to be received negativity negatively and you're going to take a step back in your friendship or your relationship or your family or whatever. It has to be, hey, can I help in any way? That's it. And if they say no, say la vie. Mm. As long as they know that you're there. And he said to me, he's like, look, man, I'm okay for now, but maybe, you know, I might want to talk in a little bit. And literally a month later, he said, listen, man, like, can I talk to someone? I just, I need to, I need to talk. And I know you're not going to judge. So like, can I talk? And then he just told me this, all these crazy things that have been happening and how low he had felt and getting involved in drugs and stuff, you know, and how it was making him feel even worse. And, and, you know, like it, it's when people are reaching, you need to reach back. Mm. You know, so if ever you, if you are out there and this week you see somebody put up something on Facebook, they think, well, that's a bit dark or that's a bit deep. Don't just reply, oh, I hope you feel better or hugs or just like it. Like I find this weird paradox of people liking bad statuses. I don't know if they're, mm. you know what I mean? It's kind of a weird thing. It's like a, someone says I'm having a bad week and you can like that. Does that mean you like that they're having a bad week mm, or you yeah. like them because like you want them to feel better. It's this weird, like yeah, it's, it's very backwards. But if you see that, just send them a private message and say, listen, man, or woman, whatever, you know, I mean, listen, is everything okay? 
can I help? And that's it. Then you've done all that you you could do. You know, there's a lot of people that need help. Um, and like you said, I think you touched on something amazing. Like the the stigma of getting help is is huge. And and I don't really I don't really know why. Um, I I really my firm belief or my policy uh, for me is like I said to you the other day. Like I want people to sort of think of life and that it's okay to not be okay Mm. and that's actually normal not being okay is actually you're in the majority because there are way more people that are not okay than are okay we all think we're okay but a lot of us we still have problems in our life and again that's where life coaching comes in life coaching isn't about like i will come in and i'm going to fix everything for you and tell you exactly what to do and it's going to work Life coaching is you come to me and you say, I would really love to achieve more in X area of my life. It can be relationships. It could be, I want to have a better connection with my family. I want to get better results at work, whatever it is. It's, I want to get X results better in my life and make improvements. And then it's okay. Well, how could we do this? And then it's a case of me leveraging some of the stuff that I know from my you know, previous clients and the the studies that I've done um, and, and experience, as well as the strategies you think are going to work best. Because I don't know that family member. I don't know, you know, the history. And so it's, it really is, it's a, it's a, I feel, which is why I got into it. Life coaching is a huge field or a huge area where, like you said the other day, right? It's not about just getting yourself out of a hole. It could also be going from average to great. Mm-hmm. And we all have the ability of, to achieve great things but we don't because we, we lose focus, you know, and that's what life coaching is like the same as you, right. Or as a, as a personal trainer, when you, when you go to the gym, you're going to lift heavier and run further when you've got that instructor behind you saying like, listen, man, you know, 30 more seconds or just one more lift or one more squat, right. That kind of stuff. So that that's, and I think in life having a coach is, is just as valuable, if not more, because, that person will help you achieve. So our, my, my, you know, motto for my company is unlock your best self. And the reason I say unlock is because I think people have, have really locked down on what they think is good enough and, and they could achieve so much more. They sit there and they, they want to achieve more, you know? So on your Facebook page, uh, I know that, and I know that's what you do on, on your YouTube channel as well. You release these little one minute videos that are really have a positive, quick and easy to digest to give people that energy boost. If you just think back of your last three or whichever ones that you've got in your head, what are some of your key points, your main messages that you want to drive home to people? Well, I, I tried to kind of vary it. So I actually was playing around with it yesterday. I was doing Sunday work. You, you know, you work every day when you, when you run your own thing, but then you also take downtime when everyone else is working. So like I might have a quiet Tuesday morning, but then on Sunday nights, because you've got to work when, you're, when your brain is most effective to work. And if I'm in a zone where I, like, I can achieve something now, then that's when I work. So I went on a bit of a, a, a tangent yesterday. I kind of got a bit of a snowball rolling because my idea was to release them one by one. But what I did was actually, I'm going to have 20 in the series. And I put up my first 10 uh, yesterday on the YouTube channel. And so the idea, though, is most of them are positive. But there are one or two that focus on the positivity in a negative situation, if that makes sense. Um, So one of them is on heartache, for example, when you've been dumped or you've broken up or you are feeling like your relationship bad. 
or you know that kind of thing so it starts off sort of saying that things are negative right now and you you're feeling you know bad and then the end is obviously positive it's more about like it's going to be okay so for me when i look at breakups i said to people like i i like to think of the how big the world is because we're tiny compared to how big the world is and like if you think about it right every single day and i mean this every single day from now until the end of time someone's heart is going to be broken every day today it's just happened like the day that you're listening to this somebody just had their heart broken this morning they went to a coffee shop and somebody dumped them or a husband of 30 years handed in divorce papers to his wife who never saw it coming right so today is your day but tomorrow it's someone else's turn take your day have your day but tomorrow it's someone else's turn because you've had your day right and then it's about moving on from there so there's also one on loneliness because we spoke a bit about depression so there's one on loneliness and how you can be sitting in a full room but feel alienated and uh, how that you know focusing on you kind of the stuff we spoke about so the series is called one minute mantra um so if you go to youtube and you search one minute mantra they, there's a couple of things but they should they should all come up um but i only just put them up you know yesterday but then there are some positive ones like focus is one for exercise like if you're about to train you're about to go work out but you're feeling a bit blech, you know like i don't really feel like training right now then that one's designed to kind of pick you up and be like listen man you've decided to train make this moment count like why would you waste this hour you've made the decision now go kick some butt you know and then there's some there's some positive ones like one of my favorite ones is called kindness is contagious and that's about how you know it's all very nice to drop a coin in a cup uh, and to make a donation but actually doing something nice is so much more rewarding and that's what we spoke about validity and feeling valid feeling like you matter when i was living in texas i was working for the uh, austin humane society for the um for the dogs helping at the dog shelter and then habitat for humanity we were out building some houses for some low income people and and like i told you the other day i got absolutely zero dollars out of that in fact i got negative dollars because i spent money on fuel driving the the car to the the building site was quite far away so driving out there and buying myself lunch and so i actually went negative in dollars but i mean i went up 10 times in positivity you know and and so yeah i mean those videos like like they're designed it's called one minute mantra because i believe you can change your thinking in a minute you can't fix the problem in a minute maybe not even a week right or a month or a year but your focus or at least the way that you're thinking can be changed in just one minute so uh yeah check it out or i'll you send you a link or whatever you can go check out the youtube page and again it's all about spreading the positivity it's about i've i've watched many life changing videos and when i see something that i like i usually save the url on like a word document and whenever one of my friends gets stuck somewhere or like i hear someone moaning about something i'm like listen check this video out it helped me out and and i send it to them that's how these videos get 10 million views because clearly someone says oh well, my friend just got dumped let me send them that video and that's kind of what i was trying to do with one minute mantras cover different faces of life so there's obviously like there's love there's fitness there's uh being able to focus you know there's there's lots of things so the first 10 are out now and then the next 10 I'll probably put up uh next month so yeah amazing so where can people find you if they're wanting to connect with you they're wanting to book a session with you um facebook any urls or anything that you want to share yeah the the website is not up yet uh, i'm getting there my my life coaching 
practice is all built on the what I call the three L's, which is life, labor, and love. Um, any problems that you have in life are going to fit in those three categories. And obviously, life is broad, but life is meaning individual problems, right? Your own individual like anxiety, I'm suffering with depression, anxiety, that kind of stuff. And then uh, labor is, is work-related things, obviously. And then love is relationships as well as family relationships and friendships. Um, but yeah, so the website's not up, but Facebook, Life Change Guide, as I have the page up there. And then on Instagram is LC Guide. So obviously L for life, C for change. <laughs> That's pretty easy, I think. It's just annoying. And the reason I laugh at that is because when I put an L, it looks like an I. If you know what I mean. Uh, yeah. so I always have to put LCG guide or LC guide and then in brackets, that's an L by the way. So Got it. it's LC guide um, on, on Instagram. And then, yeah, you can actually message me through the Facebook page. I set that up uh, yesterday or the day before. So you can actually now send a message. So, you know, uh, contact me if you do feel that coaching is what you need. Like, you know, I personally believe everybody can do with it. And I'm not just saying that because it's a business or because I do this for a living, but I feel that like, like you said the other day, you might have five areas of your life and four are pretty good, but there's one that's just absolutely rotten. It's, or it's just really not good. Here's the catch. If you don't focus on that and start fixing it, it's going to start to pollute the other four that are good. Right? So that's why life coaching is, is so important because people go, oh, my life's okay. Ugh, but my family, ish, like I do not get along with my family. Well, guess what? That is going to possibly, that's got the potential of, of ruining your, your romantic relationship, right? That's got the potential of, uh, and then the romantic relationship starts to go a little bit iffy. And guess what? That then starts to affect your work. You know, I once worked with somebody that I was dating and I, I swore to myself, I'll never do that again because the relationship ruined the work and the work ruined rela the relationship. Like we were great together. But if something bad happened at work, we would carry that home with us. Mm. Or if we had a fight during the day and then you had to go to the office that evening, it completely ruined your focus at work, you know. And so it's like I say, life is all about balance. And you're not going to be able to balance every area of your life all the time. And that's where someone like myself, like life coaching comes in, for example, you know. Awesome. Well, we'll definitely put all your links to your um, Facebook pages and your Instagram accounts and your YouTube, your mantras in the show notes. So if anyone is interested, they can have a look at the show notes and connect with you there. Um, but Ian, thank you so much for chatting to us. It's been so um, inspiring to hear you and your story. And I'm sure it will resonate with a lot of people. And I'm sure many women who are listening may even want to send this along to any of their partners or any guys that they maybe know who perhaps are looking for a little bit of help or who feel like they're in a little bit of a dark place and they're looking for a way to reach out and get out of it so they can speak to someone who's been through what you have yeah for sure and thanks for having me on and thank you for what you do uh, you go off and fight the good fight every day and you're thinking of ways to positively influence people's lives so you know thank you for having me here but thank you for what you do oh thanks uh, Ian. you know if there's one little message i can leave anybody with uh, that's listening is this the, the two most powerful words in the world is thank you but it's not just something you say it's something you have to mean you know and and just this week you you do it i'll go and do it again but go to anybody in your life and genuinely thank them out of the blue you know like so if you go to warren maybe this would be quite funny but go to you like i joked with one of my friends go to your husband and say listen I just want to thank you for everything that you've done for me because you make me happy. 
right? Yeah. The husbands are going to be like, what do you want to buy? Where do you want to go? <laughs> like, what, did you, what did you break? What's this about? Yeah. Like, how much is the holiday going to cost? But you can just say, no, no, no. I just want you to know because I, I can, it's one, it's, we said all the time. It's, oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Like, no, like genuinely, Shay, thank you for the positivity that you bring. Oh, well, thank you too, Ian. We appreciate you. Oh, thank you um, very much. Have a good day. <laughs> Have a good day, everyone. And we'll chat again soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Kombucha and Color. If you have enjoyed or been inspired by our conversations today, please leave a five-star review on Stitcher or iTunes. Don't forget to share with friends and family. This will help other women find inspiration to live life bright. We'd love to connect with you on social media. Come find me, Shay, by searching Shay Dyer Yoga on Facebook or Instagram. You can find me, Anna, by searching Anna Marsh on Facebook or Instagram. And remember, you can always refer to the links in the show notes. See you next week. Hi, it's Shay here. Take a moment right now to reflect on how you measure a successful day for yourself. For a long time, I measured the success of my day based on the number of Instagram likes or followers I gained, the money I made, or the amount of love or praise I received. Whilst these are wonderful things to desire, using them as a metric of success left me feeling really depleted. It was only after some honest soul searching that I've truly shifted my metrics so that now I define my success on whether I'm able to answer yes to the following three questions. Have I moved my body today? Have I breathed or sat in stillness today? Have I created something today? Move, breathe, create. When I focus on these as measures of a successful day, I am able to really slow down, get out of the busyness of my head, back into my body, and manifest things from a really authentic place. What's even crazier is that when I focus on these three things, All the other shiny pennies, the money, the praise, the followers, the likes, they all flow into my life with such ease as a result of me being in an energized, calm, creative, and aligned state. It's completely changed my outlook on life, and it's made me a much happier person. I really want to share all my tools with you so that you too can manifest the things you want in your life from this energized, calm, creative, and aligned state and feel really happy whilst doing it. Come and join me at movebreathecreate.com where you will find ways to energize your body and calm your mind along with creative tutorials and techniques to get you into that creative manifesting state. Most yoga studio monthly memberships cost upwards of £100 a month and you can join me over at movebreathecreate.com where you can find not only yoga practices and tutorials but also workbook downloads, community, meditations, soul work, journal ideas, creative prompts, and inspiration, all for less than £10 a month. It's like your own personal yoga retreat space. Come connect back to your body, mind, and soul with me at movebreathecreate.com. I look forward to seeing you inside of the community.